Thank you for joining me in another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. I have another great show for you uh, following this, but I wanted to let you know that I have finished writing my first book oh, this way uh, called Stop Trading Your Time for Money. Uh, so this is a how-to guide for the middle class uh, to achieve financial freedom, do re early retirement, leave a legacy for your children. So this book is available for free for a few more days. Uh, if you want to get it, it's on Amazon, obviously. Uh, but uh, if you don't know where to find it and stuff like that, you can go on my website. It's called martelherit.com and then slash forward slash book. And then in there, you can have a button that you can click and it's going to bring you to Amazon to the book. You can obviously search it uh, on Amazon. So stop trading your time for money. And... Um, yeah, by Eric Martel. So uh, I hope you enjoy the book. It's free again for another couple of days. Um, so please download it as soon as you can. And then uh, that's it. Let's get to the show. Well, uh, good morning and uh, welcome to another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with uh, Brian Breach. Uh, he's an entertainer, a social media influencer. He had uh, uh, recently did a TED Talk. And uh, he's also a content creator and entrepreneur, very interesting individual. And uh, so, yeah, welcome, Brian. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Beautiful day out here in Florida. Yeah, and so, so, so is it here, too, in L.A., so that's good. So from coast to coast. Coast to coast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so tell me, uh, tell our, our, my listener a little bit kind of like about you and, uh, and your story and uh, we talked also about uh, one of the key things what I'm really interested in your story is about your the independent mindset and your shift from the nine to five job into uh, kind of like being independent and being your own boss. Yeah, so tell us a lot. A absolutely. My, my story talks. Uh, my story starts, as you, you may have seen in the TED talk, it starts way back in New York, where I was born to a a very busy dad and extremely abusive mom and it, it was just tumultuous times as a kid and you know my mom was super abusive my dad my you know my my dad literally planted audio cassette tapes around the house to catch her abuse going on try to use them in the custody battle uh during that period of time she was arrested on interstate trafficking charges she she then cheated on my dad contracted hiv unbeknownst to her and uh somehow some way my dad lost custody of us she took us down to florida met a man named jordan Jordan was basically like a stepdad to me. And when my mom was in the hospital dying of AIDS, Jordan was killed in some kind of drug deal gone wrong. Um, and I found out because my grandmother that was living with us at the time, taking care of us, handed me a newspaper. And I, I basically wow. read it. And it said that he had, he had passed away. And um, my dad got custody. We ended up moving to Pembroke Pines where, where my dad was sleeping on the floor. And um, he ended up meeting a woman named Cynthia. And we moved into our house. House became, became my stepmom. Within the first month that I was there, she had a grand mal seizure. And then shortly after, my dad had back surgery and he was in the hospital. So the reason I tell the story is that's where the independent mindset came from. I was very independent yeah. as a kid. I didn't have much guidance. I was always hustling when I was in first, second, third, fourth grade. I was literally making beads uh, that you would buy at a store and selling them, trying to make yeah. money. If I could have sold baby milk to the other babies uh, in the hospital when I was born, <laughs> I swear to God, I would have figured it out. I was selling paper airplanes and then seventh yeah. grade came and I was buying candy at the corner store for like 25 cents airheads and I would flip them for 75 cents. I'd make money that way. And then I played this game called flips where you, 
throw a coin against the wall and whoever got closest made the money. So all through high school, when I was 11 years old, I had a job in ninth, 10th grade. I had two jobs. I was yeah. working at an Italian wow. restaurant and then a Chinese restaurant. And then I worked at it. So this was all like the, you know, the restaurant stuff. And then the nine to five world came when I was like 2021, 20, I was literally managing a telemarketing agency. I had 50 employees underneath me. At least I was doing all the sales training, the hiring, the firing. This was at 21, but yeah. 2004 to 2008 was my, my real last nine to five. I actually worked as an admissions advisor at Kaiser university. Um, it used to be Kaiser college back then. Yeah. And, in 2006, I was arrested two times like an idiot. And um, that didn't affect my job then. They didn't even barely know about it. And it wasn't until yeah. uh, two years later where I was focused so much on music because I was a hip hop artist for a long time that they fired me because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, but they still loved me as an employee. So they told me yeah. to go to a different department. Yeah. When I go to a different department, the guy, he's like, listen, man, we can't hire you. I'm like, why? I was like, I, I've been working here for four years. She's like, you know, we just looked up your record and stuff like that. I was like, but what is my record from two years ago where I've already been working in the same company have to do with now? And yeah. that literally threw, I, I got thrown to the wolves and I, I had to go out on my own. And from there, I just did everything to stay afloat. We started an independent label, uh, a hip hop blog, a printing business. We were throwing hip hop shows and then the social media business. So one failure after another, after another, after another. And with each failure, I found some kind of little success. But coming from the nine to five world, I had to get myself heavily inside the independent mindset because so many people from that world can't transition over. I know many yeah. people that were not able to transition because they're so used to being micromanaged yeah. by someone. That's right. And when you have to micromanage yourself, it's a totally different ballgame. Yeah. So a couple of big points in here. I think uh, if uh, some of you thought they had a, a horrible beginning in life, uh, now they can say, oh, no, I had a pretty good childhood. Yeah. When there they was look good at, stuff listen to your too. story. <laughs> yeah, there was some good, there, there was plenty good in there. I just, you know, th those are the key points of the hard things that happen along with a lot of yeah. downside experience. But yeah, there's, yeah, there's a couple but, of positive mix in there, but I got through it. Yeah, I think so. Do you think you were lucky to have gone through this or do you think it was a, a mindset that you had? Do you think that, because there are a lot of people that they, ha they are in serious situations and they have, uh, you know, they have very little resources and, or they even have what I would call kind of like negative resources, you know, uh, a mother that's abusive and that uh, has a lot of issues, a father that's absent because he's uh, working and stuff like that. But, um, you know, do you think that this is something that uh, that can, can can it be changed, like in somebody's mind, and say, okay, well, I think I can I can do this, or I can? Uh, is it a mindset that's innate, or is it something that can be learned, or that you can inspire them to get? Right, right. So, as far as the question about um, you know being lucky in a sense, there you don't realize what you're going through when you're going through it. It's not till yeah. 10, 15 years later where I'm like, damn. That was pretty crazy. And, and, and now I realize that's what taught me a lot of what I know now. And that's what taught me how to hustle and be scared of yeah. not having money and things like that. So, yeah. you know, I look back on it and yeah, it was a blessing in disguise. If, you know, if, you know, there are days that I sit around and I'm like, damn, 
what would my life have been like if I was born to super rich parents that stayed together and I didn't move from New York? And I think about that all the time, you know, because it took me a while to get to where I want, even financially. And, and you know, you're never there. I'm still, yeah. I still don't feel like I'm where I want to be. And I'm still every day pushing forward. But, yeah. you know, would I change any of it? I wouldn't say I would change it because that's my life story and it is what it is. And that life story goes on to help inspire people. But you could become whoever you want in this life. You don't, yeah. don't let your, you can't let your past dictate what your future is. There's no way. It, when you go through so much negative in life, you have no other choice than to be positive. So you yeah. just need to get yourself inside the mindset, move forward, stop, stop whining, stop complaining, stop letting every, everything that, that happened in your past affect you because everybody has been through trauma. Even mm -hmm. some of the richest people I know, they've been through traumatic childhoods. Everybody's been through something and you need, no matter what, to take your life experiences and use them to propel you forward like a steam power train. There's no other way to, to get through this life because life does not stop and it's coming at you full force every day, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very, very true. But I think it's, uh, yeah, it, takes, it definitely takes a lot of energy and a lot of uh, a conscious decision to say that I'm going to get out of that. And I think it's very interesting too. what you mentioned is that when you're in the situation, you don't realize there's nothing, there's anything abnormal. Exactly. You just think that this is, oh, this is how it is. And then when yeah. you step back and, and now you reflect on, uh, on your childhood and say, oh man, yeah, wow, that was, uh, that was tougher than I thought. <laughs> right. And then, exactly uh, correct. yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about the, the inflection point, kind of like you lost your, uh, your job basically, and now you decide to take control. So that's also not that obvious. A lot of people, I mean, they would just keep going for, for another job, try to find another job and, uh, and beat, their head, beat themselves over the head for that. So what made you decide to, to do that? What made you think that you were able to do that? and that you had the skills and the resource to do that? Yeah, um, so the thing with me was, uh, this is how I looked at it. Um, I, looked at it what, I looked at it as this, if I can't get hired in the same place that I worked at for four years and who loved me to death, <laughs> there is no possible way I'm getting hired at McDonald's. And I looked for other jobs, there was no one gonna hire me with, with what happened two years prior because of my record. It, you know, everything was so new and so fresh, there was no choice. So I was scared to death. I remember going out in the parking lot and I was like almost choked up, like tearing up, like, what am I gonna do now? I have, they're not hiring me over this record that I have from two years ago. I'm not getting yeah. hired anywhere. So I just went straight into it. I mean, I mean, first thing I did was file for unemployment. That's the first thing. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that, that helped for just a little bit. And then um, yeah. through the whole time, the first thing I did, I remember was throwing hip hop shows. Yeah. And it was one of the ways we were able to a little bit make money. And um, we used to wait for people to put us on these hip hop shows to perform. But instead of waiting, you know, my, one of my best friends, you know, uh, business partner, Lex One, he's like, yo, we, we need to stop waiting for people to put us on these shows. And we need to become the promoter ourselves. And we yeah. need to start throwing hip hop shows. Um, so we started doing that. We literally came up with every type of hustle you could think of to, to try to make money during that time for, for yeah. a year, for like a decade after. There, anything that had to do with money, I figured out a way to get my hands in. I was selling bootleg CDs for like yeah. three years, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I really like, I really like that because I think it's, we have to stop waiting. And I think this is what a lot of people are waiting for. Like they're just yeah. waiting for something to happen or, or they, they have an idea and they don't do anything about it. And uh, they're just like, Oh yeah, well, no, I, and they share their ideas and thinking that, okay, well, you have a great idea. I'm going to make, 
lots of money. Yeah. Everybody got a great There's idea. a lot, exactly, ideas there, you know, tons of ideas out there. Right. Um, and, you know, and you probably, and I, I do, I have like people call, contacting me with their business ideas and all of that. And I said, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think you should do it. <laughs> five years, five years later, yeah, nothing has happened. So, nothing. so I think this is great because I think it's a, it really uh, talks about you know taking taking action, and then saying you know oh, yeah we're just gonna do it. We're not gonna wait for people to decide hey, which show we're gonna be on or blah, blah blah. We're just gonna we're just gonna do it ourselves. Right. So I think that's that's fantastic. Also the. Um, so any kind of resources, and like when you decide to do that, you feel that you, you needed a mentorship, you needed um, any kind of resources to do this or skills that you didn't have, and how did you, how did you bridge the gap if you had any? Right, it, it was really just a hustling mentality. It was literally just me and, and one of my close friends, Lex, and, and he was, I, you know, a lot of people pay for mentors, and, and I, I believe in that. It's just at that time, I wasn't even thinking this, those terms, like, yeah. let me find a mentor and pay for him. I was just thinking about hustling, and I'll mentor myself. But my boy Lex, he was always like, he was a guide to me in, in a sense. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we would always put our heads together and try to figure out ways to move forward and ways to make money. And it, it was there was a lot of rough times and a lot of tricky times, but we prevailed through it. And, and like you said, it literally... My, my favorite slogan of all time is the Nike slogan, just do it. I, yeah. The thing is, there, when I was a kid and I would have that magical thinking, I would always think that, I always thought that one day I'm going to look in the sky and see some magical cloud and my life is going to change or, or some weird, weird snowflake was going to land on my face and it was going to be some magical moment <laughs> like you see in the movies and then yeah. everything was going to change from that day forward. But it never yeah. came. Yeah. You know, it, it, nothing ever came. Nothing ever <laughs> magical came. And I was always right. looking for signs. There is no signs. You have to stop what you're doing That's and right. go. You yeah. have to move forward. You have to make plans. You have to do it. You got to get in the muck. You got to go on social media. You got to network immediately. You got to make connections. You got to find ways to make money and just do it. Stop waiting. Yeah. Stop asking. Stop contemplating. Stop thinking. Get an idea and do it. And that is yeah. it. That's the yeah. only way to get through this life and make things happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, yeah, so you did a lot of that. A lot of you, you know, media, social media influencer, you have a great following and all of that. So what's, I mean, you talk about going viral in some of uh, your videos and stuff like that. And some of the things that I read. So nobody, so how do you, how do you get any of these ideas to go viral? I, I don't think there is any kind of formula uh, to, to get that done. But um, so how, how do you get anything to, to really go viral or to actually right. not necessarily go viral in the, the, the sense, but at least kind of propagate to a certain a big audience that would, uh, what, that would make a difference? Right, right. So, so there is and there isn't a formula. So things that go viral are going to go viral no matter what. This morning I saw a guy walking through the woods and he almost got attacked by a puma. That went viral. It's already, it's been a day. It's, it's like 125,000 comments. So those yeah. types of videos, they're going to go viral no matter what. If you're, if you're at a party and you, somebody films you fighting or you throw up on, on somebody at the party, you're going to go viral. There's no way around it. But for the people that aren't making those kind of videos, for the people that are making strategic videos to go viral, there's, there's different ways. You know, yeah. I could say I got lucky in a sense, but 
you know, mine had a lot to do with the news and the news cycle being that day. There was a lot of negativity and I came with such a positive video that it went super viral. Another one, I did a, a prank at the Miami Heat game where it was already being televised. So that, you know, that went viral. But other videos, what I like to tell people when I'm speaking around the country about going viral, it's not necessarily about going viral. It's about increasing your video views. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what I mean by that is dropping Easter eggs in your videos to spark comments that wouldn't have been there before. And mm -hmm. I always go back to this one example that, for example, if you're a realtor, because you know a lot of realtors these days are doing things differently. They're standing in front of the houses. They're pitching the houses. They're showing that. You know, so let, let's just say, for example, you're a realtor and you're, you're showing this big mansion behind you and you have a stain on your shirt and you realize afterwards, after you shoot it, watching the footage back, oh, crap, I got, I got a stain on my shirt. I got to edit it out. What I would tell people is don't edit that stain out because this is how the Internet is. The Internet wants to come to your videos to talk crap. That's what yeah. they want to do. They just want to do it. So if you leave the stain in your shirt, for example, you're going to get 150 comments of people that never would have, they would have skipped right over your video. But because you have a stain, you got 150 people that just want to call out the stain. Now, yeah. you take it a step further. Let's say you got the stain on your shirt, but in the background, somebody's walking their dog and the dog takes a crap right in your video. A professional realtor is going to be like, nope, oh, I got to get that out. That doesn't look good. If, if that yeah, was yeah. me, I would say, Leave the stain and leave the dog crapping because then you're going to have 150 people talking about the stain. You're going to have 150 yeah. people talking about the dog. And then you're going to have them arguing in the comments. Now, even though that's not your right audience, all yeah. the comments will boost you up in the algorithms and get you to the right audience. Now, yeah. those are by accident. Now, what if you took it a step further and everything you did was purpose uh, on purpose? What if you purposely wore a weird tie where you know it's going to spark comments? What if you purposely wore something on your hat that has weird verbiage and people start talking about that and you start planning all these Easter eggs and you start getting more comments and more comments. Eventually you have higher potential for your video to go viral. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Okay. I see. I see it. I see. I think I, I, yeah, I think some is some of it is about kind of like getting being real as well. So I think people don't right. want to have, uh, I mean, that's, that's the advantage of the YouTubes and all of that. And uh, Instagram right. videos is that, there's a tendency for this to be more real than the kind of like the polished content that you would see on TV, for example. Exactly. Right? And yeah. yeah, exactly. And now with TikTok, where TikTok, almost everybody has a chance to go viral at some point. Um, yeah. But still, even with the viral videos on TikTok, you still want to create, you still want to put Easter eggs in your videos. You still want to put those little things there. It doesn't have to be negatively controversial, but you always yeah. want to do something that kind of sparks a little bit of something in people that are going to yeah. push the comments even more. You just yeah. never know what's going to hit. But to increase the video views, you want to change your captions. You don't want your captions to be simple. You want to, you want to word them in a question. I could post mm -hmm. a picture of myself. I'll get 50 comments. But if I post a picture of myself and I say, how, what is everybody doing this Saturday? I'm just here at my house chilling on my couch. You're going to get another hundred comments because you asked it in a question format as opposed yeah. to just writing them. I'm sitting on my yeah, couch yeah. home on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's little tricks in the, of the trade that you want to add to your videos in order to get to, to maximize your video views. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the people that I talk to, they're real estate investors <laughs> or they, they want to become real estate investors. They're trying to achieve financial freedom. Uh, right. I, I mentioned to them that, uh, you know, social media is, is critical. I mean, if you want to reach people uh, and network, this is what, what you have to do. Very um, Right. It, but 
they don't really see the value in doing that. And uh, because they say, well, you know, now I'm just going to go and talk to these guys and I'm going to go to you know, phone the bank to get a loan and all of that. I don't need yeah. to network or anything like that. Look at the but real what, estate guys on TikTok going beyond viral. Yeah. 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 Because I think what happens too is that uh, we, we are getting actually lots of opportunities. I mean, on, uh, on Instagram, uh, you know, my son has a big following on Instagram and then, yes. you know, so, oh yeah, we're looking, we're looking for an investor for this or we're looking for that so, on Instagram. <laughs> Boom. You know, two or three people, uh, cool. you know, you know, so this, it's very, it's, it's critical. And I think it's, uh, it's very important for people to kind of like do that and grow that grow that network and put content and share content to uh, and this right. is why I'm doing these uh, these videos as well right. so but for so there are definitely some topics that are more important or not more important that are more likely to be viral so a lot of the stuff that I talk about is financial freedom right. and uh, you know real estate investing and kind of quit your job and stuff like that um, so Anything around that that could be that could help uh, get these some of these messages viral because we're going uh, as a real estate investor. I'm I'm not competing with other real estate investors. I don't see it that way. I'm competing with Wall Street that are trying to get everybody's money in the stock market so that right. they can make commissions. I'm trying to set people up for success. Build passive income to achieve financial freedom and leave a legacy for their children. Right. And uh, so I'm going after a big marketing machine. And right. um, so any, how do you turn unsexy stuff into sexy and viral kind of stuff? How do you turn unsexy stuff into sexy stuff? Hmm. Right. I mean, financial freedom is not that sexy and it's uh it's sexy to believe it or not. Now, now yeah. that I've been on TikTok more often, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, uh, I mean, there's so many, there's older people, there's younger people, and they're always talking about real estate flipping property. So it's really in the way you edit it too, in the way you shoot it um, and showing the lifestyle. That's what people want to see. And, and like you said, uh, people want to see people want to see the nitty gritty and the real. They want to see yeah. that you just bought a multi-unit property in Texas and they want to see it. They want to see the garbage before you flip it. And you can literally shoot a video where yeah, you, yeah. Film, you film the outside of the, the, you film the outside and put the word before, and then you stand in front of the camera wearing a nice suit and you go like this, snap your fingers, boop, and then you flash to the after. And I can't even tell you how many uh, 15, 16, 17 year olds, 21 year olds, 25 year olds, 30 year olds are, are in the comments. In, in the thousands leaving comments on all these videos. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's people explaining it on a consistent basis. They're going to the properties. I have a friend of mine that was standing on the roof of a property he just bought out in Texas, probably got a ton of views off that. So there's yeah. a way to make it all sexy by showing the lifestyle and showing what other people can lead. The yeah. younger generation, they want to make money. We want to yeah. make money now. So if you yeah. show the real behind the scenes of real estate investing, I promise you, you'll, 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 you'll make it to going viral. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I think that's, I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of the listener as well to kind of like really show uh, what, the, what I've seen some of the, the, uh, the followers and my listeners too, is like they would post something about their house. They're doing a rehab on a house and right. they're saying, Oh, which tile do you think I should get this house, this tile or this tile or which 
color and that get people engaged into what right. their project and what they're doing. So, and that seems to be working very well. Right. Yeah. It's um, in the way yeah. you edit it too. It's a, a lot, right. you know, if, if you, you know, you could shoot little clips here and there, but I've seen some really, really, really creative people on there. I mean, they'll literally fly a drone through the whole house, you know, zoom, 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 zooming around <laughs> with these incredible shots and, yeah. and just the way they edit it. There's, there's tricks of the trade, you know? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so what, what kind of, uh, so we talk about your past, you gave us some advice. Uh, so what, what are some of the projects that you're working on right now? No, yeah, kind of what, what's, what's going on right now with, with, uh, with the projects that you, you're right. actively engaged in, yeah. So right before the pandemic, I was working on a show called America's Gone Viral. And it yeah. was gonna be like the first competition show for content creators to show what it really takes to make content, show all the behind the scenes. And it was gonna be a competition issuing them viral challenges. Um, it kind of slowed down a little bit because of the pandemic. Um, but we're going to get back on that soon. Um, I just became the content, uh, excuse me, the uh, social media director for the movie studio, which is a publicly traded company. I run all their social media now. Um, wow. we, just launched, we just launched an app where you can actually audition to be in the movies that we're producing, which is super wow. cool. No one's ever launched anything like that before. So it almost cuts out the casting director and yeah. you can log in and pay $2.99 a month to audition to be in movies. Um, as of late, my social media business, I've been helping people get on major publications like Yahoo Finance and Associated Press, Business Insider, and all these bigger publications. Yeah. Um, and then I have a couple influencer campaigns I'm working on, and I just actually uh, put a down payment on a new property that I'm investing in, in Ave Maria um, over in Florida. And I'm okay. doing, pre it's a pre-construction home. I'm doing all the upgrades. I have a meeting in the next two weeks. So trying to get into real estate and be like you, man. Oh wow! Excellent. So yeah, so you're not you're you don't seem that busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. a lot of juggling. Yeah. Just oh, very good. Yeah. So yeah, very busy. Uh, def definitely. So that that's very good. Uh, good luck on all with all of that. Thank you so uh, much. If you can kind of like look forward and see kind of like where where do you think that uh, well, forget the pandemic. So eventually that's going to get resolved and stuff like that. But. Yeah. I guess what what can people do like uh where do you think people should focus their attention in terms of you know social media or content creation and maybe that uh, the pandemic is a good time right now because people spend a lot of time at home yeah uh, maybe it's a good time for them to learn new skills or get things uh, organized for when we get out of the pandemic but where do you think the uh, yeah, social media is going to change and how, it's, how important it's going to be and what people should be prepared for? You know, I, I, think, I think social media will change probably in the, in the way, you know, technology is and you're able to sell on there more, but I don't think it's going anywhere. I think mm -hmm. social media is embedded and it's here to stay. And I think, you know, I always encourage people, don't be the last person to get on social media. Like you were saying, some of the realtors you're dealing with, they don't want to be yeah. on social or, or the real estate guys. Um, yeah. You got to understand that almost everything, there's very few businesses left that social media really isn't required. So I tell, I would tell people, focus on your social media, get in your inbox, get in your DMs, network, like just how me and you network. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, exactly, you, yeah. you brought value. I'm on your podcast. You know, yeah. if you ever need to reach out to me for anything, you reach out, maybe we collab on real estate in the future. Who knows? But we made yeah. a connection here and, exactly, and, yeah. and, now, and now we know each other. So yeah. this is what social media does. You, it's not just, 
it's not just people on a screen. These are real people that yeah. you can reach out, touch, and, and, and work with. So if you're not on social media, key is get on there. Uh, if you're any kind of influencer and haven't yet, get on TikTok because TikTok is going to be the next, in my opinion, biggest platform until something else comes along and, and wipes it out. Eventually, we'll yeah. have holograms and we'll be talking in a hologram in front of us, right in front of our face. But or maybe it'll be a microchip embedded into our brains and we could just shut our eyes and talk. But for mm -hmm. now, get on social media, DM people, start networking, grow your following the right way, hire a content manager to run, uh, manager to run all your stuff like I do for a lot of other people and, and yeah. just, just get on there and utilize it. You could sell, you can make money, you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars in your DM if you do it the right way. Yeah. What I think a lot of people, some other people have, uh, they have blockage because they're afraid of the comments that people, because it's, yeah, you're, you make yourself a little bit vulnerable, I think, when you put content out there oh, and, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have any negative comments, if you have no comments or no engagement, or you have two people watching your video, it's like, oh, this is, this is not good. <laughs> like, I feel, I don't feel like uh, it's, it was worth the time or whatever. So I think this is one of the, any, any suggestion on your part for kind of like getting over that, that hump and getting over that fear? Right. So a couple of things, you, you have to get over the fear and just, just, just feel the fear and do it anyway. I feel it all the time. I look at it like this, every, everything that I've done during the years that I was shooting viral videos, I was nauseous, sick to my stomach, and I wanted to puke. I was terrified what people were going to say, but yeah. I didn't care. And guess what? All those videos, the ones that I was most scared the 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 social experiment I did the heat game the even 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 the one that went viral I was literally like petrified I was like shaking but only when I'm shaking and I feel sick and I'm scared of what people are gonna say is when my videos actually go viral that's the only time when I, yeah. when I know I'm a little nervous about it so what Gary V says and he always preaches to people who gives a shit put out your content and just keep posting and keep posting you what what will happen is this the ones that don't like you They'll fall off and that's not your audience yeah. anyway. Screw exactly. those people. Yeah. And forget, forget that. I call it the Britney Spears or the Takashi 6ix9ine effect. When you have enough negative comments, I promise you what's going to happen on the internet because this is how the internet works. You get negative, 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 and the positive always comes to your rescue. It happens every single time. So even if you're getting hundreds of negative comments, which is not even going to be that out of hand, if you're doing real estate, you know, people are going to respect what you're doing. I mean, unless you're really coming on saying really negative things and, and hurting people and disrespect, disrespecting people and, and insulting people, you're not going to get that much negative. But it, yeah. but the negative you do get, you, you almost want it because, again, it's going to boost you up in the algorithms, ignore it, and then they're going to, there's going to be the positive people that are going to see the negative comments, and they're going to come in and rescue you. You know how many times I've gotten negative comments where people are like, leave him alone. You don't even know what he does. You don't even know him. You know, <laughs> it's it just, it's just, that's the way the internet is. People like to argue yeah. and comment. So you have yeah. to just put that out of your brain and not give a damn. We're, we only have one life to live. We can't be worried about what people on the internet are going to say. We need to put out our content and the more content you put out, the more chances you are, you have to blow up period. Yeah. There's yeah, no way yeah. around. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, any any other announcement or things you want to uh, topics you want to discuss? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. Just uh, right. you know, whoever's listening, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Brian Breach and shoot me a DM if you have any questions. I love helping people, giving more advice. So if anything you heard on this podcast today is something you know you want to follow up with, shoot me a DM and I'll be happy to to chat about it. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you, thank you, Brian. 
enjoy the rest of your of your day in Florida. Thank you so much. You have a great day in Cali. I appreciate you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martell. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.